0: Articles by Desiring God How can God forget my sins? What we remember at the table. Written and read by John Bloom. It's beautiful and fitting that the first explicit mention of the New Covenant in the New Testament comes from the mouth of Jesus. And he mentions it at the most fitting moment. After sharing his final Passover meal with his disciples, Jesus takes a chalice of wine and says to them, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. Luke 22, verse 20. There is a world of meaning packed into those words that would change the world.
1: Great Pivotal Moment
0: Reclining around the table that evening, the disciples were observing from front row seats, a pivotal moment of redemptive history. The great Passover Lamb of God, who had come to take away the sins of the world, was inaugurating a New Covenant Passover meal of remembrance to go along with his inauguration of the long-awaited New Covenant foretold by the prophet Jeremiah in Jeremiah 31, verses 31-34. through The author of Hebrews quotes it in full. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord. When I will establish a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. For they did not continue in my covenant, and so I showed no concern for them, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my laws into their minds and write them on their hearts. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And they shall not teach each one his neighbor and each one his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest. For I will be merciful toward their iniquities, and I will remember their sins no more. Hebrews chapter 8, verses 8 through 12. It's unclear how much the disciples grasped at the time. But when Jesus said the cup represented the new covenant in his blood he meant he was far more than a passover lamb whose blood would momentarily shield God's covenant people from a momentary judgment he meant that he had appeared once for all at the end of the ages to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself he was 926 he meant that through his shed blood he would completely achieve what centuries of the shed blood of bulls and goats could never achieve hebrews 10:4 he meant that his sacrificial death would make it possible for god to be merciful toward the iniquities of all his covenant people for all time and remember their sins no more why the old covenant became obsolete by all accounts Christianity is one of the world's great religions, distinct from Judaism. But to Christianity's founder, and the first generation or two of his followers, what we call Christianity was Judaism. It was Judaism with its great messianic hope fulfilled, and without the Old Covenant's cast of priests performing its required continual animal sacrifices. It was, and is, New Covenant Judaism. The book of Hebrews provides the most in-depth explanation of why the old covenant had to be replaced by the new covenant. Quote, if that first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no occasion to look for a second. End quote. Hebrews 8.7. So what was faulty with the first? A full, careful study of the book of Hebrews is required to get the whole picture, but I'll cover two major reasons deficient power to defeat sin.
1: The first we see in Jeremiah's prophecy, they,
0: the people of Israel, did not continue in my covenant, and so I showed no concern for them, declares the Lord, Hebrews 8.9. That is, God finds fault with them, Hebrews 8.8, 8, not with the covenant itself. The history of Israel, from the time of the exodus from Egypt, to the appearance of Christ chronicles a continual breaking of the covenant that God had made with them at Sinai. This covenant inscripturated in the law of Moses proved impossible for the people to keep because of their pervasive inescapable problem, human sinfulness. As Paul explains, the law is holy and the commandment is holy and righteous and good, but it was sin rebelling against God's holy law, producing death in me through what is good, in order that sin might be shown to be sin, and through the commandment might become sinful beyond measure. Romans 7, 12 and 13. In other words, the first covenant had the power to expose sin, but not the power to free people from it. And this produced, and even the most conscientious, rigorous observers of the law, the cry, Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from the body of this death? Romans
1: seven twenty four. Deficient Blood to Atone
0: for Sin A second reason the Old Covenant was not final and complete was because its sacrifices, continually offered every year, could never make perfect those who drew near. Otherwise would they have not ceased to be offered, the author of Hebrews' reasons. But in these sacrifices, there is a reminder of sin every year, for it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 1-4 through 4. The Old Covenant made it clear that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. Hebrews 9.22 But as the Old Covenant law lacked the power to free humans from sin, the Old Covenant shedding of animal blood lacked the power to fully atone for human sin, all that these sacrifices effectually did was remind sinners of their wretched, inescapable, sinful state and point them forward to a coming, final, effective, once-for-all sacrifice.
1: The Promise of the New Covenant
0: What we see foreshadowed in Jeremiah's prophecy is the gospel the Messiah would bring. God's intention to address these two major problems once for all. Hebrews 10.10 Under the new covenant, God promised his people that he would put his laws into their minds and write them on their hearts. Hebrews 8.10 This was a pointer to a superior law, the law of the Holy Spirit of life, who had the power to set them free from their enslavement to their fallen sin nature, their body of death it was a pointer to regeneration where god's covenant people would be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of the messiah from the dead first 1 peter 1:3 1, god's people would receive a new nature inclined to keep god's righteous law now written on their new hearts transforming their renewed minds romans 12:2 and under the new covenant god would be merciful toward his covenant people's iniquities and he would remember their sins no more this was a pointer to a superior sacrifice who shed blood had the power to atone for all their sins it was a pointer to a single offering by which god would perfect for all time those who are being sanctified hebrews 10:14 and if god no longer remembers his covenant people's sin they are no longer in the wretched sinful state
1: for which they need Reminding. Do this
0: in remembrance of me. This is the world of meaning in those few words Jesus spoke to his disciples as he held the cup. But this time, I'll quote from the Apostle Paul, applying Jesus' words This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread, and drink the cup. You proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty five and 26. The New Covenant Passover meal that we call the Lord's Supper is not, as some believe, a reshedding of Jesus' blood for the forgiveness of our sins, nor is it primarily a reminder of our sinful state. It is a remembrance of the once-for-all New Covenant sacrifice Jesus made for us, when we partake of this little meal, we hear God the Father say, because my son has shed his blood for the forgiveness of your sins, I will remember your sins no more. And more than that, we hear God the Father say, I will be your God and you shall be my beloved child and you shall know me. Hebrews 8, 10-11. For that, after all, Is the heart of the new covenant. Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God.
1: First Peter three eighteen. For more resources, visit desiringgod.org.